Hey, welcome to No Sick Days, a gaming podcast. My name is John. I'm Chris. And we are two self-employed friends who have been having the same conversation about video games for 28 years, and we decided to start a podcast about it. We're also self-employed. I said that. Damn it. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. I just zoomed out there. I just wanted another fuck up in there. (laughs) Alright, last time. Last time. Last time, alright. Hey, welcome to No Sick Days, a gaming podcast. My name is John. I'm Chris. And we are two self-employed friends who have been having the same conversation about video games for 28 years, so we decided to start a podcast about it. You're welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just want you to know how welcome you are. Yeah, yeah. I know you didn't say thank you, but before you do, you are you, welcome. You, you, you did say thank you in your that, head. When did that become our... I think you said that like early on, one of the episodes, and now... It just feels right to say. <laughs> it just makes me feel good. That's good, yeah. And that's what this podcast is about, is just making people feel good. Being polite. Being polite. Yes. Manners. Manners <laughs> maketh man. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was a good movie reference, I guess. Oh, yeah. That All was right. a fantastic movie reference. Well, I don't know about the reference, but the movie was fantastic. The first one was. The first yeah. one was fantastic. The second so, one was okay. The second one was okay, yeah. The first one... Uh, As it usually is. That's usually how it goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Good. Go big, too hard. Too big, too hard on the second one. Mm-hmm. All right. So today we are going to be diving into uh, E3 happened last week. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, we've got an, the list of every game that has been, that was announced. Yeah, I printed off. Uh, There's about 100 games that were listed on Reddit, uh, the game subreddit. And so I just looked up everything with an E3 2018 tag and printed it out and crossed off all the duplicates, and that's what we're going to go through. So we might be missing some because it wasn't on there, but I think we've got a pretty good list since there's 100 games. Yeah, so the plan for today, um, once we hit part two, is going to be uh, starting at the top. We're just going to shout the name of the game out, and we're going to either have nothing to say about it or something really quick to say about it, except we have a couple games on here that we have circled we intend to put a stop to reading off the list, and we're going to spend some time on that game. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of a rapid-fire, you know, quick reaction. Yeah, I'm thing. excited about it. Yeah, it should be fun. But before we start, you got to do our typical intro stuff. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way really quick. Lineage 2, sort of still playing it. I almost stopped playing it. <laughs> it's coming. I had I had two days of I'm not playing. fading away. But that was because of what went on last weekend. Mm-hmm. Blood Bowl, uh, it's still there, still playing it. It's still super fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, my, my shadow tactics is still going strong. I actually hit a pretty... The story has been fine, but not too crazy. But then I hit a crazy point in the story, and now I'm like super, super invested in the game and getting ready for it to be finished. So I think it'll be done probably next week. That's cool. Um, and then this one I was really excited about. I texted you about this super late last night. <laughs> yeah, I was excited for you. Uh, so I, if you remember from a previous podcast, I had purchased XCOM 2 for the computer after Chris had said it was his number one game on his top 50. And uh, I could not play it. That's when I discovered that my computer issue was more widespread than I thought. Uh, so that bummed me out. So I spent yep. like 20- you got a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. And hopefully one day you'll actually be able to play it on your computer. Still, still looking for a graphics card I can borrow for an hour. Just swap in and out Swing of my share. computer. Yeah, see if it'll work. But um, until then, no PC gaming for me. However, when I was on uh, my PlayStation last night, I happened up at the PlayStation store. for uh, was looking, up, looking for a movie. And the very first thing it said was, XCOM 2, free. It's like, what? It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's about as good as it gets. <laughs> so 
I got XCOM 2 for free. And so now I'm going to play it. Yeah, uh, I think you'll like it because it's a great game. Yeah, so anybody's <laughs> fact, a, the best game. And you're a PS Plus member, um, which you have to have if you want to do any multiplayer on PlayStation, uh, you will get the game for free. And now, also, we don't know if there's any mods for it yet because you haven't actually gotten a chance to play it or mess around with it. Yeah, I, I set it to download overnight. So hopefully I'll get a chance. If not today, it'll be like Friday. Uh, mods definitely add a lot to the game. I've added a lot of randomness and a lot of flavor and fun. Yeah. And there's other things that people create. It's it's pretty crazy, the amount of mods. They definitely made it a point, at least in the PC version, to allow people to create mods in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You need a little bit of technical expertise, because I tried it out for a few hours and couldn't really get very far. But the amount of quality and quantity that people have released on the Steam Workshop is a testament to the expansive nature of the modding tools. Yeah, I'm ex- I mean, like I said, I'm excited to get so, into it. But regardless, it. the base game is very good. Yeah, well, so so you're about to do another playthrough also, right? Yeah, I've started kind of prepping up for another playthrough. There's a few little tweaks I want to make, and so I'm kind of figuring out the best way to go about it with the mods that I have. Mm-hmm. But probably sometime in the next month or so, I'll start up another playthrough. Okay, well, that'd be cool if we were both going through it at the same time. Definitely, share you'll some be, stories. Yeah, you'll be on your fourth or fifth playthrough. This is, it will be playthrough number four. Five. With a whole lot of mods. Yeah. And I'll be doing a vanilla playthrough, basically. Right. First time playing the game, don't know very much about it, and uh, it should be fun. Yep. The cool thing about XCOM, one of the really cool things, other than it's just very rewarding tactically and strategically, trying to balance those two together to you know fight off the alien invasion, or to not... To fight off the aliens who have already invaded and taken over Earth, as yeah. is the story in it, is the... Uh, dynamic nature of the game creates these stories in a way that other games, you know, just have these static linear stories. XCOM 2 makes these stories out of nothing with these random characters who you care about because this one guy and this one mission killed four aliens by himself on one turn and then he died three turns later to some crazy event that occurred and you're like, oh my god, my life sucks now because <laughs> this random guy died. So these sort of things all happen and just create a really fascinating story. That's awesome. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, should be fun. Cool. I'm still a little tired from the weekend, speaking of the weekend. The reason why I didn't play Lineage 2 very much. Uh, we had Party World Wrestling at the brewery. And you've been to one of the events, right? I've been one, to one of the events. Just one? Yeah, it's not really my thing. It's <laughs> not your thing? Yeah, it's, I'm not into the wrestling thing or the crowds or... A lot of this stuff that's going on. The crowds are very thick, the air is hot and humid, and the wrestling is definitely not fake. <laughs> definitely not so, fake. Sarcasm. All definitely So not. Party World Wrestling, if, if for those of you out there who are not familiar, Party World Wrestling is a group of, um, well, started as a group of friends, and a guy's back, actually Jared, who runs the Blood Bowl League that I'm in, uh, he had a birthday party a few years ago and wanted it to be wrestling themed, so he asked all his friends to show up as ridiculous, like, basically create your own wrestler and show up in some ridiculous costume. And that was the first Party World Wrestling. Uh, since then, it, it, it grew up through their backyard. So they were having like 100-something people showing up. Uh, they moved it over to a bar on the east side, on East Riverside. That got up to about three, 400 people, so it was kind of maxing that space out. It's about the time that we came into to knowledge of it. Discovered a whole bunch of friends from back in the day were the ones running it, and we were just about to open the brewery up. We hadn't opened yet. We had a huge warehouse space in the back that wasn't being used for anything, and we told them they could move the ring in there, uh, have a permanent space for rehearsals and practice, and then do the shows there. 
Uh, and we haven't looked back since. That first show we did before we even opened had 800 people show up. And then the next show had 1,000, the next show had 1,200. Um, and now every show we see between 1,400 and 1,600 people there. And for whatever reason, the show in the summer, which is the one we just did, uh, is always the biggest. I don't know why. The best guess <laughs> I the hottest. I know. It, it seems is, weird. <laughs> it is nightmarishly hot back there. I think it has something to do with the fact that there's not much going else. Not much else going on in Austin. That's so fair. There's just like nothing else to do. Most people aren't in school, or if they are, they're taking like one or two classes. So they're just like, well, what else are you going to do? Right. The alternatives aren't very strong. Right. And so they smartly went with a Florida theme this time. <laughs> so like PWR, I should probably say, PWR is a... Performance art, physical comedy, uh, snake cult <laughs> masquerading as a wrestling league. That's the best way to put it, yeah. That it's reminds me of a game we're going to talk about that has like six different genres describing it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, 1,800 people showed up for this one. That's um, awesome. Normally they do like, like they've done space, like PWR goes to space, PWR goes to the haunted forest, PWR. Right, just different themed events. Goes to the bottom of the ocean, PWR, yeah, they did a slip and slam one, which is based on old Nickelodeon game shows. Uh, they did um, Dino Slam, which was a Jurassic World themed wrestling match. They that did, was the one I went to. That was what you went to Dino Slam? That was fun. Uh, one of my favorite was Dark War, which is like a future of 2017. Uh, it was 2016 at the time, sure. where robots had taken over the world, and and so they were going into the future. Okay. Stop them, so, anyways. This one, they were like, now slip and slam, or now that uh, PWR is going to Florida. So if that sounds interesting, check out the next PWR <laughs> event at Fourth Tap. Should be in what three months or so. Yeah, be, it's going to be called Slamhane or Slamhane Four. I think. Okay, that's pretty epic. Okay, cool. So we had that. So I was. So that's why you're a little tired. Yeah, because then I got up Seems first. Fair. I got first thing. I slept for three hours. And well, then you I better get hyped for the E three talks. Oh yeah, got to get pumped to talk about whatever game we're going to talk about. I know every game. Every well, game get hyped. Well, I'm also sad because every game get hyped. Are you world? You watch World Cup? No, because okay. the U.S. and Italy both aren't in it. <laughs> the World Cup is dead to me, and it's in Russia, and they're like spying on us. I just don't want to mess with the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'd only gotten three hours of sleep. After PWR, I went and watched the Germany-Mexico game, which is really sad. Because I'm a Germany fan, and they lost. I was incredibly neutral with the result. <laughs> I will be neutral with every result that occurs <laughs> during the World Cup. Um, okay, so what else you got? Anything else? I bought Vampire. <coughs> yeah. Last week, uh, by Don't Nod, who made Life is Strange. And I was pretty excited about it. I was deciding between that and Pillars of Eternity 2, because I just... It's like, I really needed a good RPG fix. I need something new. I need something fresh. They both came out pretty recently. And Vampire did a lot of promising choices matter. And that's a thing that really drives me to play games. Mm -hmm. I really like games where choices actually do matter. Yep. Because uh, a lot of games kind of talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Oh, yeah. And so Vampire seemed to be getting enough uh, acclaim in that aspect that I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And for about six hours or so, I was kind of having fun until a lot of the problems started to set in, a lot of the tedium, realizing that things I was doing earlier in the game really weren't as important as I thought they were going to be. Uh, one big instance of that, so there is choice that sort of matters. Basically, there are uh, six chapters in the game. In each chapter, you're going to make one big decision. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that chapter, you know, it's like, I want to eat this person. I want to set them free. I want to do something, you know, just kill them outright. 
whatever the case is, and that will have different effects on one of the four districts in the game. <clears throat> and so each district has a health score, which is based on how healthy everyone is and how alive everyone is, whether or not you've eaten them. And that will just determine how many enemies are there and kind of other things. Uh, but that's all it really sort of does. It, it creates more enemies maybe in the situation, but it doesn't really change how you experience the game, okay. which games that have good choice components, which are very few and far between, uh, really let you do. Uh, so when I'm going through and playing the game, I'm not really feeling the impact of my choices. They lead up to something at the end of the game, and there are a few little things of like, oh, this character is going to act differently, or they're gone, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because I may or may not be super attached to them, I don't really feel that impact in any way that makes it meaningful for an experience. Right. Uh, and all the little parts of the game uh, involve you talking to these these kind of side characters. And you slowly pick up clues about them from talking to other characters. And so you like, know that this guy was in the military and that had some background element. Or you know this person has a sister. Or they're a member of a cult, or whatever the case is. Yeah, usual and, stuff. And so, right, just usual stuff in... <laughs> London during the Spanish flu epidemic with vampires everywhere. Nor- normal life. Uh, they uh, The problem with these is you're learning about them, and the only reason, other than a few characters who are major characters, the only reason to learn these things is so that you can get more experience for eating them. <laughs> That's the only reason you should do this, is because you want to eat them and get more experience That is all about experience, though. And it's, well, I guess... It's all about the grind. But, but here's the problem with that, is that the best endings require you not to eat people or not to eat very many people. So you have this one part of the game that's like, hey, go talk to everyone so you can eat them. And the other part of the game that's like, don't eat anyone, you'll get a shitty ending. Wait, the shitty, so, ending, the, the, the shitty ending is for eating people? The shitty ending is for eating people. You're, you're, so I'll backtrack a little bit. You're a, vam- you're a doctor vampire. So you're a good guy vampire. And I was going to get into this a little bit, but oh, we'll do okay. it now. Is that, that seems counterintuitive to what Right, so I'm getting, I'm getting down to like this choice mattering less and less. Like, you ate everybody. Congratulations. Right. Best ending. Yeah, no. So you're a doctor, and you want to help people. And so you really, like, playing a bad, evil vampire doesn't mesh well with the way the story develops. Like, so the main character is constantly oh. kind of... Being a good guy, I mean, he does sort of little gray areas that do feel natural, but evil things feel very unnatural in the grand scheme of the story. So playing, like, if you want to play a vampire like you would in uh, like Vampire the Masquerade, like the old, really yeah. kind of fame cult classic one now, uh, you could be an evil vampire in that, right? And in this, you can't really be an evil vampire. You can, but it just feels wrong. Like, you're constantly having this split between what the game is telling you and what you want to do. That reminds me of a. There's actually I complained about this a couple episodes ago, and specifically with Dragon Age. But I'm gonna uh, rope in another game here too, where a massive with the Mass Effect games have the same problem. I thought is when the game's like, here's your dialogue choices, and it's gonna be decision trees, and things are gonna happen, and you you they say you can have the option of playing an evil character and do evil things, but in reality, at least the way I experienced it is that whenever you got to those points, it was just you'd say something awkwardly evil. And then go back to being a good guy saving the world, right? It doesn't. It didn't mesh. It like, yeah. didn't impact the story. I could see that. I think Mass Effect tried to present it in a way that wasn't... Like, you were a good guy no matter what. But you were an asshole good guy, yeah. or you were, like, a upbeat, happy good That's guy. That's true. Yeah. And I think they did a pretty good job overall. And Mass Effect did have issues with your choice mattering by the end of Mass Effect 3. But I still like the game 
Well, oh, love, sorry, love the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. just just a small. But point. yeah, that's, that's but it reminded me of that. It reminded me of saying, "I want to be a bad guy." I'm like, "Oh, I can't." You know? Right. But in Dragon Age, same thing. It's you. You're like, oh, "I want to play as evil," but I mean, you can't really play as evil. No, you can't play as evil. You play sort of as different shades of a good guy. I think they do a pretty good job of not making you think you could be evil. But it's hard not to think with a vampire game, "Hey, I could be evil." Right. Like that's inherent to vampire is. I had the choice of killing everybody. Yeah, you know what game did let you be real evil if you wanted to? Uh, Fallout, I, I Fallout Two. Fallout Two did let you be evil. Yeah, Fallout Two was a game where you could really do some evil stuff and still beat the game, and it didn't mess up the narrative. You know, it also lets you is tyranny because you play as a commander of an evil guy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to, you know, sure. you know what I mean. That if you wanted to play, Fallout Two had a lot of choice. Yeah, you could be good and get the good ending and still beat the game, and it feels right. I guess if you go evil, the only thing it messes up is you start the game as like a tribe tribal dude, right? And you're like going out to save your tribe no matter what. <laughs> And so it doesn't matter whether you're evil or good there. Mm-hmm. So you become evil immediately. And it's like, well, how would you just have that transition? You just grew up in a hut. And now you're like biker gang, slave dealing, drug dealing. You just get into you know. it. You're like, oh, man, this looks like a fun life. Yeah, I guess I'm, so. I haven't been living it up. <laughs> uh, so I'll say I'm the vampire kind of closing it out. Uh, people complain about the combat in the game, which I actually thought was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot of filler battles. So early in the game, it's fine. You have a couple like little minions you have to kill in between bosses. As you get into the game, more enemies start popping up to like kind of intercede you during your travels. Mm-hmm. And so you just have more and more filler battles. And it's like, I've already fought this battle 20 times. I don't need to fight it again. But no, the game decides you need to keep fighting these battles. And it just sort of pads the length of the game. There's a lot of traveling through these tight corridors of London mm-hmm. that... You can like sort of fly up to things at various points or run really fast, which becomes flying or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that all the time. So you might be able to go up to a second story window and you might have that little button that activates that lets you do it, but you can't go over a gate that's one story tall. Hmm. No, you just have to like find some stupid way around it and navigate through these corridors. And so it's kind of frustrating at points to play the game. So the more I got into it, or the, the further I got into the game, the less I was into the game. And it's just disappointing because it's the first uh, full-priced game, single-player game I bought this year, mm-hmm. and it sucked. Oh, man. Well, it, it's, you know, two of the guys that I work with had also were also talking about it when playing, and they seemed to really love it. I wonder how far they're into it. That was going to be my next thing. I can go back and ask, like, hey, guys, how far did you get into the game? Yeah, so you... about six hours, it started waning on me, and I stopped playing in about nine hours. All right. So um, that's it. Don't buy Vampire, in my opinion. All right, I won't buy it. Unless you want to play a very specific way that's not actually that fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's all. I've got one more thing, which qualifies only because it's a mobile game for a real game. Okay. Uh, so I downloaded a game called, or a game called Craps Trainer. <laughs> so it is, a, it is a virtual craps table that also kind of helps you learn the betting like odds for different things, so you can't screw up your bets. It'll say, hey, you can and can't do this. It's kind of cool. Um, I did that because uh, next month uh, we're going out to Lake Tahoe for um, family member's 40th birthday. And the night for one night before that, uh, my brother-in-law and I are going to run around uh, Reno. So we're going to go to Reno for one night. And then <laughs> one we, night only. And then go to Lake Tahoe. Yeah, so one night in Reno. I decided I'm going to play one game. That's going to be craps, and the reason why is because craps has the best odds in Vegas. Um, in fact, there's some bets you can make on the craps table that has even odds, so there is no house edge, uh, which is it's, it's the best odds if you don't count cards and blackjack. 
Right. I'm oh, sorry. If you count cards of blackjack, <laughs> but if you play it through casino rules, yeah. So if you play casino rules and craps, uh, you can most of your bets can be you know you can play very in a, in a very like fair way. With the house only has a slight edge at most. It's pretty easy to get that edge to under two percent, one percent, you know, half a percent. And there's a couple bets that are a zero percent edge, so just it's a straight, straight fair, right? You know, fair thing. Um, also, some of the worst possible bets you can make in Vegas are also on the craps table, and they have a tendency to give you a whole bunch of free drinks. Games can take a long time. There's a party atmosphere. There's distractions everywhere. So they're really counting on you, either screw, you know, getting too excited, betting too fast, going to tilt, getting drunk, not thinking about what you're doing. That's their game, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's their yeah. They're there to make money. So I've been I've been like watching YouTube videos and memorizing different betting strategies and getting used to them. And um, yeah, I'm hoping to win some money. Uh, I hope you do. It's like an old school video game. Yeah, the only reason I, it's, it's exactly what it is. The only reason I'm uh, feeling at all confident is because uh, in the craps trainer game that I am playing, uh, since I started getting good with these betting rules, I have been up and only up. All right, you're going to be able to buy a lot of video games when you come back. I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm liking it. All right, so... I'll let you, I'll, we'll have to in one the, month, we'll find out the result of this endeavor. I'll try the one night in Rio so, goes. Started with... The, and you know what? I will say that this craps app is a better app than Money <laughs> At least I, I, I see some positivity in that. I do have one problem with it, though. What's that? It's not well optimized, and it sucks the battery of my phone down so fucking fast. Like, it, Lineage 2 does not consume my battery like this game does. And it's just a craps table. So it is so poorly optimized. They don't want you to practice for too long? I guess. You might get hurt. All right. Yeah, I really trailed off the end there. I'm like, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just... It's, That's really odd. It's really awesome. Well, when you make bad apps, you make bad apps. Yeah. All right. So, so let's gonna, get ready for some E3. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm going to kick off with the E3 list. The lightning strike lightning rounds. Round. Yeah. The rounds of lightning. Lightning, lightning, Thor, <sighs> Raiden. <laughs> hey, welcome back, part two. E three hundred games. Here we go. Starting now. Wait, are there really hundred games in this list? Yeah, hundred games. Starting now. A hundred. Games. <laughs> all right, all right, start it. Go. I would never lie about 100 games. <laughs> go, go, go. There's 101. Anthem. Never heard, game. never heard of it. Are you serious? Yeah. You've never heard of Anthem. We didn't rehearse this bit at all. <laughs> no, but seriously, you seriously, haven't heard of Anthem. Seriously, I've never heard of Anthem. Have you heard of Bioware? Uh, yes. Have you heard of Destiny? I suppose so. Have you heard of Jetpacks? I mean, a concept of a jetpack, yeah. Okay, that's what Anthem is. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so you basically <laughs> play in these squads of four people. You go around killing stuff, collecting loot, leveling up, progressing in the game. There's have... probably some stupid components like Destiny, and it's going to be DLC-ridden like Destiny. But we'll see. Maybe they do it right. I think Destiny has a lot of issues that Anthem could easily fix. Yeah. But I care about Bioware because of single-player RPGs, mm-hmm. not because of multiplayer grinds. Yeah, Bioware does amazing, uh, or makes amazing single-player RPGs. And their characters are amazing. Like, as I keep playing RPGs, I just realize how well-written their characters are. Yeah. And, like, their banter is awesome. Like, Dragon Age Inquisition keeps going up on my list when I kind of mess around with it, just because the characters are so good, and they, they have so much interactivity. They feel, they feel real. They feel, like they feel real. real. So maybe that'll have, but yeah, it's, but, it's multiplayer. But that's so. not what Anthem is, so I don't. 
I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to get it because I have Origin access, so I'll get the premium membership because <laughs> my wife works at EA and it's basically free to me. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not super keen on it, but hey, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe you put me on our list for one of the few. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get you a game too. Um, I'll play it for the podcast. But Destiny was made by Bungie, Bungie which made hit. So, but here's Destiny I've heard is one of the best first person shooters. Like, it's a great FPS. Yeah, it's a good FPS, but um, it's not a good game. <laughs> From what I understand, I have no desire to play it. It doesn't seem compelling, and they release new DLC that you basically have to buy. Uh, have to, but let's have, not talk about this. All right, yeah, we got we got a whole thing. We to got go a lot of games. So that's Anthem done. Next all right, one, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I'm going to put our first stop. Yeah. All right. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're two in. We're two in. It's going right. to go real long. <laughs> I promise. It's going to go really fast. All right, we're going to stop on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Here's why. I am a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series. I've been playing and grinding it out and being a completionist since game one. Have you beat all of them? I've not beat all of them. The only one, the only ones that I have not played were the American Revolution one. Actually, that's the only one. Okay, I've played. And so you played through the entire Ezio trilogy. Yep. And then you played Black Flag. Yep. And you played Origins. Yep. And there's maybe I'm missing something. Assassin's U- Creed Unity. One. Assassin's Creed Two. Well, Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, it's a whole. Okay. It's quite a few. That is a lot of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I. I'm actually surprised you played that many. I have, because uh, I really like those games. Uh, I love the combat system. I love the combat system from the early, especially Assassin's Creed 2. It, it really felt like once you got, once you mastered the controls, you could just tear through people, and it was super fun. Once you got the rhythm down, it was, it's a really, really fun game. I, I feel like the mastery of the controls comes really fast, though. There's not a lot of depth to well, it. It was also uh, leveling up your character. So as you build your character sure, in up. In the most recent one. Yeah, you go, well, no, for, in the earlier ones, you go from, like, being able to take on maybe one person or two people to being able to take on whole groups of people at once. And it just, the way they animated it felt so solid and fluid and looked so cool. It was super fun to play. I agree. It looks cool. And then they, okay, that's fine. (laughs) I thought it was super fun. And uh, the other thing is the worlds they built. I always loved the worlds. I thought that was always such a great part. There's a lot of history they worked into it. You know, one of the great things about Origins was it felt like you were getting to see you know, the Egyptian, you know, land, <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> the land of Egypt. Yeah, uh, at 2,000 years, which, you know, interesting enough, that was already, Egypt was already ancient at that point. Right. Um, you know, once once somebody pointed out to me that the Roman Empire to us is as old as the Egyptian Empire was to the Romans at that time. Yeah. Yeah. They had been around a while. A long time. They've seen some shit. Yeah, so you get to spend some time in there. It was super, I thought that game was uh, also really, really fun. Um, now, here's, the, here's why I'm bringing this up. So, Assassin's Creed Origins, and I think this is why everybody's scratching their heads with this one. Assassin's Creed Origins is, as the name implies, the origin story of Assassin's Creed, or the Assassins. Well, actually, the Creed itself. comes. Okay. Yeah, it's literally the, the origin of the Creed itself and the Assassins. Makes sense that they would name it that then? Yeah, it happens there. So, that's cool. Um, and then they announced Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which takes place 200 years before that. So, I don't know what the fuck the game's about. That's odd. Super odd. So, before <laughs> before time existed, yeah. this existed. It's like a prequel, but there's no, assa- there's, there there's are, no assassins. There can't be an assassin's <laughs> guild or clan or creed, because they have it all kind of spelled out. Did you find something in Origins that were like, there was this mystical nope. character. Yep. Okay, nope. so they're just going to yep. pull this out of their ass. Yep. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins is very, very. I'm excited clearly... about Assassin's Creed Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. they, they go to like the Triassic <laughs> period, and there's just this assassin who's killing 
so, Templar dinosaurs. If it's a beautiful game and it has the Assassin's Creed game mechanics and it plays well and it's got a compelling story or at least somewhat interesting story, I'm probably still going to play it and play it to death. However, I am very skeptical about how this is going to work out. I'm waiting for Origins to drop to like $5 and then I'll probably buy it. Dude, I paid full price and I bought the DLC and I'm happy with that decision. Uh... The last one I tried was Black Flag. I just don't like the combat in the game. Get, it's what, just too simplistic. The combat, in, so the combat in Black Flag and the combat in Origins, unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, neither are as good as um, the, the earlier games, like Assassin's Creed Two, uh, the ones that took. But even, even two, I didn't feel was good. It was fine. It wasn't deep. Is the problem? It's fun to do stuff. Like you said, it was, it's animated well, and so it looks really badass, and you're able to do all these cool things, and it's really easy and intuitive. Sure. And so they do a good job of that, but there's not a lot of like depth to it. I'm not really changing my approach when I'm playing the game from one battle to the next battle. There's lots of like spam, counterattack, do attacks. They're very similar to me to the, the Batman, the Shadows of Mordor, and War. Okay, yeah, it's like, like this. Th- These are all like very cinematic types of combat systems. They don't actually have a lot of depth to them. Sure. Yeah, I'll agree and, with that. And I need depth in my combat systems to, to really enjoy you need, them. You need Dark Souls. Uh, Dark Souls is well, great. I will say Assassin's Creed Origins, in terms of its combat, there was a bit more depth to it. But I actually think it lost some of the cinematic quality, of, as you put it, of the earlier game. So I don't know how I feel, felt about it. And I'm right. bummed you didn't like Black Flag, because that's even though it's a terrible Assassin's Creed game, it's an awesome pirate game. Right. And that's going to come up on our list here in a bit, so let's not even touch on that one yet. Okay, that All sounds right. fine. So next game on the list is Assetto Corsa, which is this racing game, Competizione. Aren't you Italian? Huh? Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a racing game. I don't really care about racing games. Um, it's not Forza, so. Alright, cool. Babylon's Fall, yeah. kind of interested in. It's a Platinum Games game. That's really all I know about it. But they did, like, combat for, like, near uh, Automa. Mm. Automata. Automata. Mm. Did you say near? You mean Noir? Near. Yeah. No, near. N I E. Oh, okay. Uh, so they make good combat systems. All so right. I'm interested in it for that. Uh, Battletoads, they're <laughs> remaking it, making a new Battletoads. Yeah, this one kind of struck me. I checked it. Uh, last time this game existed was in 1991 for Sega Genesis, I think. It's yeah. Super Nintendo, maybe, or. Whatever. I don't know. It's an old ass game. Yeah, I saw Battletoads. I think like, it was for Genesis originally. I was like, really? I get it. I mean, sure, why not? Fuck it. I don't care. Don't care, yeah. It just seems like a silly thing. Great. They're. Gonna try to cash in on something. Cool. Yeah. There's a Battletoads character in Killer Instinct. <laughs> That's cool. Alright, so Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, no, I don't think about it. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was a really highly rated game 15 years ago. I never played it, so I don't really have any attachment to this, and I don't care too much. It's all these throwback games. Because that makes money. People buy them. Alright. Harken back to the days of yore. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I want this game. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I'm not holding out. What is it? Is it an FPS? Uh, yeah, I think it's an FPS kind of, hopefully, I'm assuming a mystery-ish. Right, type. Cthulian. But yeah, it's set in like Cthulhu, Cthulhu times, which is going to be, you know, times of H.P. Lovecraft himself. And hopefully it's scary as shit and super fun to play. It could suck, too. It could. I'll be there, honest. There haven't been a lot of good Cthulhu games. There hasn't been a lot of good Cthulhu anything outside <laughs> of the tabletop. Um... I do have an H.P. Lovecraft uh, book, like anthology book. Mm-hmm. So there's like lots of little short stories. 
in the world, so I'm excited about it. People seem to do a good job of adapting the ideas from like the Cthulhu mythos for other sure. things, but no one seems to have done a great job of actually recreating it. Um, yeah, I, I'm not looking at it too much, but if it's cool, great. Yeah. Uh, Command and Conquer Rivals is a mobile game that EA is making. It looks kind of like a generic strategy game. Build up your empire over time. You can pay money to advance it faster. It's Command and Conquer, great. Totally the Command and Conquer game that nobody asked for, nobody needs. Yeah, that seemed to be the general response on Reddit as well. Yep. All right, next is Control, which I'll do a quick stop line. do a stop here. Uh, and so Control, I actually didn't really know what it was until going through this list and looking up a few things I didn't recognize. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about it because it's the same company, Remedy, who made Alan Wake, which is a top 50 game. Oh. Uh, top, roughly top 25. Alan Wake was an amazingly written game, one of the best written games I've ever played. Really? The story is amazing. You could criticize the combat in the game. I didn't really mind it too much. I thought the atmosphere that it presented the whole time was extremely immersive. Mm -hmm. And so even though the combat didn't have a lot of depth to it, I was so immersed in what was going on and the spookiness of the whole thing. Basically, you have to kind of run from one source of light to the next, fighting enemies in between. But your goal is to try to get out of the darkness the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's the core gameplay gameplay component. And all the while, you've got this fantastic story going along, completely involved in this the story of Alan Wake. The ending is really interesting and sets up this whole world that I would love to explore further. Okay. And everyone... Everyone who I know has played Alan Wake is like, I really want there to be an Alan Wake 2. I don't know that we'll ever see it. I think there's some publisher issues, ownership issues that are kind of preventing that from happening. But anyway, it's the same company. They made Control. Uh, that are making control, and it's a you're an FBI agent who develops these supernatural powers over the course of the game, and cool. you go on some sort of adventure. But I'm mainly excited about it because of their previous accomplishments, and I think that's yeah. a big thing I look for now is developers, what have they done in the past? And that really gives me a big forward boost into the future. And that's something that's about to come up in three games. Yes, it is. Uh, so, next game is Crackdown 3. Yeah. I didn't play any of the Crackdowns. I'm not big into that style of play, usually. Skip it. Okay. Cuphead, delicious last course. <laughs> Cuphead is getting a DLC. It's DLC. Yeah, I, we talked about, I talked about Cuphead. I said it was a fantastic game that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, early episodes. Yeah, yeah, several episodes ago, probably episode four-ish. Um, I thought the art looked great in the game. I watched some videos, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah, like, I, I didn't finish the game. I'm obviously not going to buy the DLC. Yeah, so. Next. So next is Cyberpunk 2077. I think we're which, both which, playing which, yeah, stop on this. So double stop. Double stop. Double stop. Double stop. Double stop, double stop. I think it's the only right. double. Actually, no, there's one more double stop. <laughs> there's one more. Uh, so double stop on this. Cyberpunk. Punk 2077. Tell us what this game is, Chris. Uh, the only thing you need to know, it's the next game from the people who made The Witcher. <laughs> CD Projekt Red's next big title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said previously, looking back at what companies have done previously and looking at that to judge what they're going to do in the future, Witcher 3 you know, was most people's game of the year when it came out, and it's a lot of people's game of all time. We're pretty close to that. Uh, I loved Witcher 2, very close to how much I loved Witcher 3, because it's one of the few games that did choice well, as we talked about earlier. Sure. Like, one of the top three ever made. So Cyberpunk 2077 is in the, you know, cyberpunk uh, genre, uh, this dystopian future that doesn't really get captured very often, mm-hmm. and when it does, not very well typically. Shadowrun is probably the only set of games that have done it recently that I can think of. Um, other ones would be... The Deus Ex games? Yeah, Deus Ex is a good they example. They do a good job of that. I'm trying to think if there's any others that do so, like good, kind of futuristic 
post not not post apocalyptic but you know that futuristic right. cyberpunk ish yeah it's like post humanist uh, yeah worlds and so you have people with uh, that have robotic body parts uh, just all of these uh, what's the one on Netflix that came out the TV show that's also that kind of cyberpunk theme I don't know man but it's been like this like sci-fi altered carbon yeah sci-fi's been awesome lately. It really has. Sci-fi is kind of... Yeah, if you've been into sci-fi, it's been a good trend. There's been a shitload of really great TV so, shows. Honestly, Anyways. the funny thing about cyberpunk for me is I don't actually know that much about the specifics, mm-hmm. but I know two things. One, Witcher 2 and Witcher 3 are <laughs> my top 10 games of all time. <laughs> okay. And everybody at E3 went crazy over this game who got to see gameplay. Everyone's going crazy over this game, period. They, yeah, but then the, you have the people that, the journalists that are working there that are actually getting to see the gameplay and get through yeah. 45 minutes of the, the world that they're living in. And everyone comes back with nothing but extremely glowing reviews. That's awesome. There's no dissent from it. And that's really all I need. I know I'm really going to buy this game when it comes out. I mean, it's the game I'm looking forward to most over the next two years. When does it come out? I know it's not released it yet. I would oh, guess man. that it's going to come out in 2020, but they're going to try to push it for 2019. 2020? I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out in 2020. But if it comes out, uh, it could come out 2019, like winter time. We'll I mean, if it comes out for Christmas, it's going to destroy everything. Yeah. Right. So, it sounds like a great... You know, it sounds like a fantastically customizable RPG, open world, with a very unique world, and should be a, a blast. Yeah, the interesting twist on it is that it's first person instead of third person, like The Witcher was. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but for some reason I don't get into first person games as much. You would think that having that viewpoint would get you a little bit more immersed, but for some reason I'd prefer the over-the-shoulder camera. Yeah. Small small complaint for a game I'm almost certainly buying. Well, let's, uh, let's keep rolling. We've got a lot to get through. Yeah. Uh, Damon X Machina. Damon yeah. X Machina. It's this mechs and laser swords game coming out for the Switch. Good. So that's that. <laughs> Death Stranding. Yep. Uh, do you, have you heard of Death Stranding? Nope. Come on, John. <laughs> All right. So Death Stranding, if you know about it, it's Hideo Kojima's next game. The guy who did Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I'm sorry. I have heard about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about him having a new game. Gotcha. That's and it's got uh, some dude from The Walking Dead, uh, the long-haired, sort of rednecky guy. Daryl. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Darryl, with the crossbow? Yeah, the one with the crossbow. I, yes, I do so, remember So he's in, he's in the game. I don't care about it because it's for PS4. So I just sort of ignore games that are PlayStation or Xbox exclusives. Yeah. Uh, don't care. Okay. Garrisoned. Yeah. I only care because it's a From Software game. It's a VR game, which I also don't have. It, your printer didn't even really care about it. You printed <laughs> yeah. out, only printed like half <laughs> only the word. Only printed out half of it. Yeah. All right. Devil May Cry 5. Um, I've never played any of them, so I don't care. I played the most recent one, DMC Devil May Cry, and I really liked it. A lot of people... Who played it, who played the originals, didn't like it. Okay. And just, like, the flavor was a little bit different. The character was a little bit different. The combat was a little bit different. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun experience. I didn't think there was a lot of crazy awesomeness to it. And it's probably a game that if I went back and played through the day, I wouldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But it's still fun to go through for the five or ten hours. Uh, if you just want to kind of kill a lot of things in a massive scale. I've known a lot of people who've... Really enjoyed the series. It's one of those that's always been staring me in the face for as long as I've been playing video games, it feels like. I just never, yeah. If you like, you know, action combat, it's really good. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's not much else to it, but there's that. Uh, don't Starve Hamlet, another Don't Starve game. I don't like 
these survival games where you build up stuff to build up more stuff, <laughs> which is basically what this is. So I don't care at all. No, moving on. Oh. Uh, Doom Eternal. I think we both stopped. Which is a, yeah, another double stop. Yeah, Doom Eternal. So Doom 2016, when that game came out, which is on my backlog now. Good, um, as it should be. Yeah, a lot of friends of mine started playing it and were like talking it up, which I thought was odd because it's been a long time since a Twitch, like a Twitchy FPS like that, had been in existence, right? And everybody, it's just, it'd be, you know, it's, it's a level. You run through it, you kill things, you go to the next level. It's a game mechanic that's been established for an incredibly long time. Um, but everybody was freaking out about it. I remember one time I had uh, one of my coworkers in the car with me, and he's blasting this music. And I was like, man, what is this? It's so cool. He's like, oh, it's the Doom 2016 soundtrack. And so I have played it for a little bit at a friend's house. I really, really want to play it now. And then I saw Doom Eternal, the sequel's coming out. Doom 2016 is also top 25 game for me. Damn. Uh, it's the best FPS I've ever played. Really? So I'll just say that the combat in the game is amazing it's totally on point the battles are totally on point you basically go through all the different levels and at each level there's a few little random enemies but the real battles are these areas and it's these fixed places that the doors lock and you're in this room and you have to kill all these enemies that progress in a certain way and so there's a lot of strategy and tactics for when do i get this power up that's over here how do i use the ammo that i have it also does this really cool mechanic of forcing you to be aggressive because if you go up and you punch an enemy in the face Mm -hmm. he drops health if you like kill him you get more health from it so it gets away from these bullshit cover shooters that have been coming up where Mm -hmm. the gameplay is encouraging you to shoot something duck heal your health shoot something duck heal Heal your health, right? Mm -hmm. Very boring, repetitive mechanic. Doom is very dynamic. There's great combat the whole time. There's strategy to it. So I'm really excited about Doom Eternal because they just absolutely knocked the ball out of the park with Doom 2016. Awesome. But now Doom Eternal. Um, Did we see gameplay for it? Uh, No. Uh, I don't think so. Well, we're all excited. I'm I'm excited. All All I needed was the announcement for it. There you go. Next is Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. My only comment is I can't believe there's 11 of these games. 11. That's all i got to say about there's it. There's fi- 15 Final Fantasies. There's 11 Dragon Quests. all makes sense. I'm kind of tired of JRPGs for the most part. I really hate all the filler battles in them. Yeah. And I think yeah. Dragon Quest isn't going to be much different. Um, I added one to the list here because I didn't announce yeah, it. Okay. I was really mad about it. All right. Say so your stupid thing. Uh, Dynasty Warriors. It's only on our list uh, because I wish it was, but it's not. Good job, E3, for not doing anything with it. I wish there's more. I always need more. What's next? Next is Dying Light 2. Okay. I, I really want to play Dying Light. It's on my list to get at some point. It's okay. like parkour, zombie, survival. It's supposed to be really fun, very immersive. And I would like to play 2, and I'm glad it's coming out because that means there'll probably be a really big sale on Dying Light 1 when Dying Light 2 comes out. Or that's, it'll be bundled, which would be a good point, yeah. And uh, the next is the Elder Scrolls Blades, another game that I don't think we need, or, or another anyone had asked for. Mobile it's, Elder Scrolls game. It's basically, no, yeah, it's an Elder Scrolls Scrolls game. Um, I, I think the one good thing is the free to play component is supposed to be only cosmetic sales, so it's not supposed to be like a pay to win component. Okay, but I don't care otherwise. Yeah, this is just I can't imagine it's worth anyone's time. Oh, so now I'm going to take over the list. Next up is Fallout 76. What do you think? I don't care you at don't all. Games, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't. I got. I played Rust for a little bit, which yeah. kind of reminds me of the survival multiplayer. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in Fallout seventy six. I just don't really like the gameplay of go kill or go collect a bunch of gear, build up something, and then have somebody while you're asleep go raid your tent, yeah. and kill everything. I, I'm curious about how this is going to play out. I, I 
some of my friends who are huge Fallout fanatics like I am are convinced it's going to be a pile of shit. I am holding out. I'm going to hold out. I'm not feeling super excited about it, but I haven't given up yet. I mean, the world is like four times as large as the last game. Uh, the detail is supposed to be way, way more detail. Supposed to look way prettier, as you'd expect by the next iteration. Yeah, because they're not spending any money on NPCs. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I did. I'm worried because I always felt the in-game construction aspects of the recent Fallout games was a little clunky and a little difficult to work with. Um, that might be because I didn't spend enough time with it, but... But probably because it was clunky and crappy. That's how I felt about it. And so the idea that the entire game is built around that makes me a little nervous, but we'll see. As it should. Uh, next up is Fear the Wolves. Yeah, I actually haven't heard of this game. I haven't heard about it. All right. FIFA 19. I don't play soccer games. I, I don't even watch the World Cup. I always just sucked at them, so I just watched... I'm even going to get it for free, and I'm probably not going to install it. Yeah, just... All right. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Heroes. Houses. Three all houses. Right. That's a stop for me. Right, uh, stop so for me. I've kind of followed the Fire Emblem series for a while. I've actually only finished one of them, but I really like what they do with a, a lot of the mechanics that they've added. And the core mechanic of the game, which is that if a character dies, they're gone from the game, and... You just have to kind of deal with it. The story changes a little bit. It's gotten, as the games have progressed, more integrated with the story so that it feels more natural if a character dies. Mm -hmm. uh, I do kind of have a complaint with that because it feels like I'd rather have the character die as part of the story, like a thing you can't change because mm -hmm. I feel it makes it more impactful rather than I'm just going to make a strategic decision that you have to die. Just feels a little weird, but I could. I do still like the permadeath feature that is core to Fire Emblem, mm -hmm. even though they've added options to get away from the permadeath. The other cool thing is they have this sort of uh, genetics that they added to the game, where you can have two people get married and then they have a kid and they have Whoa. another generational. So now you have a son or a daughter of those people, and it changes depending on who marries who. Uh, so you have multiple <laughs> lines that go through here. That's right. You just reminded me. I saw a hilarious video that accused Fire Emblem of being just a romance sim. <laughs> I mean, there's not completely unsure. All it's right. not just a romance sim, but so. And then the other part is <laughs> Wait, that's his tagline: Fire Emblem, not just a romance <laughs> sim. Not, no, <laughs> we originally made it a strategy tactics RPG. A and romance stream. We added added strategy and tactics. So, so the core gameplay is actually a tactical RPG, and it's good. They have this cool balancing system between three different weapon types and magic, and the characters are all different. So, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't played one fully because uh, I haven't owned. I don't own a Nintendo 3DS, which is where the last two came out on, mm -hmm. and the ones for Wii I didn't enjoy. So hopefully this new one, the Switch one, will be good. And I might pick up a 3DS sometime in the future just to play them before this comes out. It's a Nintendo ex exclusive. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's, okay. Fire Emblem is a Nintendo right. licensed game. Well, my experience with the mobile game was you know pretty underwhelming, so I don't know. And, and we'll say they're completely different games. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, For Honor, Marching Fire. You probably don't care about this. Not too much. I do own the game now. Hey, that's right. That's <laughs> probably now. why they had that big sale, because this is coming out. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited. I like the game. I don't play it as much as I was, but yeah, I'll look it up. Next up, Fortnite for Switch. Um, they made PUBG for mobile, so I guess Fortnite for Switch. Makes sense. You know what's funny is Sony's getting a lot of shit, because if you make a Sony account and then you try to play on the Switch, it'll lock you out. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's real shady. <laughs> I don't care about it. I'm not going to play it for the Switch. I don't play it for PC, which is better for the PC because you actually get a mouse and keyboard. Okay. Uh, next up is Forza Horizon 4. Um, all I have to say about this is I'm hoping this will be what Gran Turismo Sport was not. I don't care about it because it's a racing game. 
Yeah, it's like a racing game with uh, actually. From what I was reading, it actually has a little bit of a narrative. There's some RPG elements to it. I'm more interested in starting out low and building up a huge, you know, arsenal of cars and you know that whole thing. So, I think Forza Horizon Four is going to do exactly what I was wishing Sport uh, Grand Turismo Sport would do and did it. All right, next up is Freedom Planet. Don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, it's the announcement trailer, whatever for Nintendo. Okay, Future Tense launch trailer. Crash Bandicoot and Saints. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. It's a new DLC thing for Crash Bandicoot. I don't really care about Crash Bandicoot. Okay. I mean, it was fun when it came out. It's not that interesting to me anymore. And speaking of uh, the duck and cover shooting mechanic to heal, Gears of War 5. Every Gears of War, I feel like they ended the story and somehow find a way to keep it going. <laughs> it's kind of like a Fast and Furious of the video game world. Right? Seems fair. I haven't played any of the Gears of War because it's a bullshit cover shooter. <laughs> Alright. Gears Tactics Pop. I don't know what the pop is. Gears Tactics is a gear a tactical version of Gears of War. So it's said in the same thing, but it's a tactical or RPG type of game. Maybe it's fun, but XCOM is probably better, so I don't see the point. There you go. Uh, next up is Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. It's a Samurai PS4 game. It looks cool, but it's for PlayStation, so I don't really care. And we've got another Samurai game for PlayStation coming up. Yeah, it's going to be way better. <laughs> Greedfall. Uh, so Greedfall is made by Spiders, who made Mars Warlogs and the Technomancer. Oh, you're so excited. So we can skip this. All right. Uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite. Don't care about Halo. I'm just amazed we're still making those games. Oh, man. It's got an IP. They're going to keep doing it. I guess so. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars game. One of your, I read one funny thing about this. Um, it was like a failed half announcement at E3. From what I understand, the guy was just like, oh, and also this game's happening. But yeah, they had no gameplay, no images, and it's not coming out for a year and a half. So why did they announce anything? No idea. Cool. Next up is Jump Force. Jump Force is this like arena fighter, I guess is what they're called, with Dragon Ball and Ruto characters, and I think one other anime, One sure. Piece maybe. Uh, these games are very simplistic fighters, lots of kind of button mashing, generic crap, yep. so I don't care about it. All right. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, stop, please stop, stop making Jurassic anything. Jurassic World Evolution, it gets pretty decent reviews, it's like a business sim management game, it just came out uh, during E3. I don't have any desire to ever play it, but it exists you and people like my, it. You can't see my cringing face right now. It's pretty cringy. I mean, all right, let me step back here. Is it more Dino Park Tycoon or more Farm? It looks like more Dino Park Tycoon. Okay. Because, like, the last Jurassic Jurassic Park themed game I played was more of a, you know, uh, build a thing, come back and click on it, get some money, build oh, a thing, no, click on it. There's definitely more depth to it than that, but I think if it's not immediately interesting to you of, I want to build a park with dinosaurs, mm -hmm. it's not a game you should play. I mean, I had a great time playing Dino Park Tycoon when I was in elementary school. Sure. That was fun. I think it's one of those games that there was a limited set of choices. Like, the game was fine. I'm not yeah. saying it was bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But compared to what's available now, I'd rather play different things. All right. Uh, Just Cause 4. Did you play any of the other Just Causes? Is that the zombie game? No, it's this game where you you have like grappling hooks and you can jump on things. You basically just it's an action sim game. No, no I didn't. You play just it. do cool action movie looking things. Jump out at jets, jump on a guy's oh, head, kill just him. Just cause. Jets, yeah. I see. Yeah, just cause. All right, next we got Killer Queen Black. Uh, the only thing I have to mention about it is 
There's uh, two sides. One side is black and one side is gold. But there's also the blue side in place of the black side. Uh, the black side is there's only one team in the whole world that's the black team. And they keep being the black team until somebody beats them. And this team is always on Twitch being recorded. That's crazy. So it's sort of a last man standing of competitive co-op team games. Now, interesting thing here is we actually got a preview of this game at uh, DreamHack. They yeah. had a arcade set up around in the free arcade. They had a big thing set up, four on four giant screens. It was not called Killer Queen Black. It was called um, I don't remember what yeah, that is. Basically, a fake name. But a whole lot of people playing it. it seemed fun. We, you and I played it for a minute, and we we're just like, man, I don't get it. There's supposed to be more complexity to it, which I think is why we weren't able to immediately get yeah. in it. But yeah. also, it's not a, we weren't playing as a team. You also have like one button or something. There's like no something. Yeah, it, it felt like Joust. Yeah, it felt a lot like Joust. So, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I played Kingdom Hearts for a little bit. I don't really love the combat. I just didn't feel like it was as tight as it needs to be for a good action RPG. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of clunkiness to it. I wanted to get into it because people love it, and the story seems like a cool mix of Final Fantasy and Disney. I just don't care at this point. I've never played any of them. I know people, it's like a beloved series, but when I, I, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. All right, I think we should take a break and we'll do the last half. Yeah, let's take a break before we get into this next, this next bit is going to be pretty quick, I think. Yeah, we did a lot of the big ones earlier. All right, great time, be right back to part three. We're going to wrap this up. All right, part three. Let's hit it. Man Eater is a shark RPG. <laughs> Play a shark? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all I got. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Donkey Kong Adventure, new DLC for the Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle game. It's like yeah. XCOM, but with Mario. It's fun, but not as fun as XCOM to me. So you just listed a whole lot of different franchises, and I don't know what to think. Yeah, just it's a light, colorful XCOM. Okay. That's not as gritty. With DK. With DK. All right. Maverick's Proving Grounds. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. I only care because it's a FromSoft game. Oh. It makes, you know, Dark Souls. I know. So that's cool. Yep. Met game. Uh, Metro Exodus. Uh, maybe I'll get back into it. I tried that first Metro 2033 game and didn't love it. And this is game three in the series. Is this a, what kind of game is this? It's a first person shooter, dystopia, post-apocalyptic world. Gotcha. Okay. That's what you got. Uh, my friend Pedro. So I was going to make a very dismissive remark and be like, Babe, don't, I've never heard of it. Move on. But my friend Pedro yeah, we looked is it a ba- violent ballet about friendship, imagination, and one man's struggle to obliterate anyone in his path at the behest of a sentient banana. So that's what that game is. It looks like a side-scrolling shooting game. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you pumped up now? Yeah. Uh, an idea of a, a violent ballet being orchestrated <laughs> by a sentient banana sounds amazing. Yep. So I'm interested in that. All right. NBA Live 19. It's not NBA 2K19. That's true. Neo 2. Uh, I want to play Neo 1 still, but I haven't gotten to it yet. It's a Dark Soulsy samurai game. But there's another Dark Soulsy samurai game coming out. It looked like a less good Dark Souls I samurai. Think so. uh, Noita. Nope. Noita. Gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I just had to. Ooblets. 
Nope. Don't. No, I don't want to say that word. Ooblets. All right. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is also a game that's I really want to get to. Okay. That's a Metroidvania, so I'm kind of hesitant to jump in, but people really love it, and it looks like it's one of the best of the genre. So oh. another right. sequel, great. Cool. Uh, Overcooked 2. I'd like to play Overcooked. Haven't played it yet, so that's kind of where I'm at. Hold on, I my John's going crazy. I lost my pen. You just know what's happening. Uh, Overkills the Walking Dead. Looks like Left 4 Dead, which I've already played. Is this is this actually the Walking Dead um, IP? Yes. Uh, then I'm definitely not going to. Yeah, yeah, I'm sort of. Yeah. Right, I mean, what a way to ruin what could have been an awesome story. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Pokemon, let's go, Pikachu. I am not 12. <laughs> People love Pokemon of all ages. <laughs> I played. I did play Pokemon Go for a little bit. I can't lie. I just that was too easy of a joke to make. Um, but I'm not going to play that. Yeah, Pokemon has just gotten to be too grindy for me. I don't really care about them anymore. Yeah. Uh, Prey Moon Crash. Sure. I, I really want to play Prey, another game that's on my list. So this is a sort of procedural generation version of it. Okay. Looks cool, but until I play the original game, it's hard to get hyped. Yeah. Uh, Rage Two. Uh, it looks kind of cool if they do all the post-apocalyptic FPS stuff right. It looks exciting. But Rage yeah. 1 wasn't good. There you go. Uh, Rapture Rejects is a <laughs> cyanide and happiness <laughs> top-down battle royale. That's a funny one. So I, I don't care, but I think that's I, funny that it's going to exist. Yeah, cyanide and happiness is a funny comic strip, so... Yeah, this, the comic strip is good. All the other stuff they make for it, I don't really care for. I'll keep an eye on that one. Realm Royale is this uh, fantasy battle royale that just came out. So another battle royale. You you have a class. You kill, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. So I only marked this one because I like the idea of remaking really great old games. Kind of like they'll redo a movie sometimes. Uh, I would love for, for instance, we talked about earlier, Fallout 2 to be remade. I agree. That Fallout 2 awesome. is the game most needing of a rework because the core game is fantastic, yeah. but the UI and everything is atrocious. Also, and that's such an easy thing to fix with a remake. Also, Baldur's Gate 2, or the whole Baldur's Gate series, if they were to turn that into a, you know... Baldur's uh, Gate could certainly benefit from it as well. Yeah, imagine well, if you had Baldur's Gate, the entire Baldur's Gate saga, but from, like, a Dragon Age, uh, you know, gameplay. Right. That same story and everything. But. Right. Fallout 2 is way harder to play, though, than Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate certainly has aged issues. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. The best thing about the Resident Evil 2 remake is that hopefully that other things get remade because I don't really care about Resident Evil. Yeah, it's... it's I, I've played them. They're not really my games. Uh, Sable is a coming-of-age exploration tale. Okay. Which sounds not appealing to me. Nope. We've already come of age. <laughs> we're, we're aged. Satisfactory, uh, isn't it? Sorry. Satisfactory. I jump the gun. Yeah, hold on. I still get two more. Uh, satisfactory is a FPS open world factory building sim. Yeah. So that'll happen, and I don't care still. That could be super fun or super frustrating. It just sounds like a bunch of stuff, and those things, I don't know if they're all going to work together. Yeah. Uh, sea of Solitude uh, visually looks Cool. It's supposed to be sort of this metaphor for depression or going through it. And the art style is definitely on point. Gameplay, who knows? It's a video game as art. Yeah. Gotcha. Sea of Thieves is already out, so I don't know why they had a trailer. But Sea of Thieves doesn't really seem fun, so I don't want to play it. There you go. 
Alright, why don't you guess? I'm gonna let you say this one because. Oh, because I'm. This is, so this is my most hyped out of this. this is, because yeah. I know it's coming. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> it's from Soft's next big game yep. in the Dark Souls style, but you have yep. shit like a grappling hook. You can jump. You can jump. The oh, mobility shit. in the game is awesome looking. Uh, so adding that extra mobile feel to a Dark Souls world, totally sold on it. There's no multiplayer. So my only concern with it is that Dark Souls could always be made easier by bringing in friends for co-op. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little worried, and I, and I usually would go through the game solo once. I'm a little worried that they may make it too easy, possibly, to compensate for not being able to call in friends to play with you. But I'm not too worried about it. It's still from soft. As long as it's still a good challenge and still a good deep combat system, mm-hmm. I'm still in on this. This is going to be a game I buy day one, assuming that the PC port is yep. good. Uh, they've had issues with the PC port before with Dark Souls 1, but the pre, the, the most recent ones, Dark Souls 3 and 2, have been really good. Yeah, I actually uh, would, would have circled this one if Chris hadn't beaten me to it. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm probably going to get it if it's you know if it's good price, good timing. It looks super fun. And then I'll probably quit halfway because I'll be frustrated. <laughs> Just no, it's okay. All right, so now I'm, I'm taking over. Session. Uh, nope. Nope. All right, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, did you play any of the Tomb Raiders? I am no the new ones. Not since yeah, I played like the original one. I the only good thing I'll say about all this is I think they've been taking Laura Croft away from fan servicey and more into like powerful female hero. Right. That's how her the, character has been good. Yeah, I, I played the first one at the remake. I didn't really like the game. The gameplay is just not exactly what I want. Uh, the cinematography and the characters and the dialogue was pretty good. Yeah. And I thought they did a good job with the reboot, just not my kind of gameplay. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, Tomb Raider so kind of I created a... Did it, was that like a new kind of game style when that game came out? No, I mean, they've done like the action-adventure style before like, with guns and stealthiness. And 3D, but like the 3D... Uh, I think it's similar to... Or, it's similar to Uncharted. Okay. Well, Uncharted, but Tomb Raider came out before Uncharted. Sure. Oh, you mean the original Tomb Raider? Yeah, the original Tomb Raider. Is that kind of a genre-establishing game? Maybe. At least close to it. Close to it, yeah. All right. Next up is Skull and Bones. I actually... uh, We're going to stop them for a second. Uh, So Skull and Bones is going to be by Ubisoft. It is the Black Flag spinoff, although you're not supposed to call it a Black Flag spinoff because that (laughs) doesn't do the game justice, according to the reviews I was seeing. So we started talking about Assassin's Creed Black Flag earlier, and I said that it was not a really good Assassin's Creed game, but it was a fantastic pirate game, which I still think is very true. Um, (laughs) The reason why it was not a good Assassin's Creed game is because your main character uh, should not be in the Assassin's (laughs) Creed. Like, he is a pirate, he's a bad guy, he's a con man and a thief, and he's a murderer. Uh, and not like the for justice kind. Like, he steals from a lot of people and kills a lot of people um, for his own gain. And then when the assassins approach him, he pretty much first sells them all out to the Templars and then lies his way into it. And then his base, they're like, hey, when you go do this good thing, he's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. Okay, I'm going to go back to, you know, marauding and pillaging. Bye. So, uh, that's Black Flag. <laughs> so the, I think people recognize that there's a really great potential pirate game in there. So I'm excited for Skull and Bones because I had a great time playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag for that aspect of the game. If the combat is deeper than the typical Assassin's Creed games, I'll probably actually give it a harder look. I mean, I, I was interested in the Black Flag yeah. 
elements that they, you know, build up your ship, go raid stuff, whatever. It sounds cool. I mean, there's not a lot of good pirate games. I just want combat to be better. That's well, a big part of games for me. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, it was, it, it was, it had a good cinematic feel to it because there were moments where you, you, you board an enemy ship, you climb up, jump down off the, uh, I don't know what they're called. See how, see how much of a sailor I am. <laughs> the mast. Okay. And you do this flying drop like down. Where the sails are. Yeah. Kill a guy, jump up, you'd have four pistols, like one, two, three, four, take four people down, stab another guy through the face, and then the entire crew immediately surrenders because they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, this is not worth it. it. That's fun. All right. Next game is Skyrim, very special <laughs> edition. It's sort of a, I mean, it is a joke. But it was a funny joke. But it turned out you could actually tell Alexa to play Skyrim, and it would do it. Uh, yeah, I wish I had an Alexa just for that. Next up is Smash Z. Smash Z. Yep. Okay. That's a game. All right, next is Spider-Man. That's a character. Uh, next well, is... <laughs> people like Spider-Man. It looks kind of cool, maybe, swinging through the city, doing your webby things. I mean, that's what There's not a lot of good superhero video games. That's I think it's a Spider-Man game is, though. Sure. I'm just, there's not a lot of good superhero video games. I think it's the one good thing going for it. I don't really care about it too much, because uh-huh. mobility and just going around is not something that inherently is amazing to me, mm-hmm. but if you like mobility, Spider-Man will probably be right up your alley. All right. Uh, next is Star Citizen. Yeah, they're still showing trailers and stuff for it. Alpha 3.2. Maybe this game will come out eventually. Maybe. Uh, next is Star Control Origins. I'm kind of interested in it. Uh, it's like a, Star Control is a very old game from the early 90s, and it's like this action-adventure RPG, exploring space, kind of stumbling upon different aliens and mm-hmm. engaging in diplomacy with them, kind of going through the world. I like the idea of that. I think it could be cool, but it depends how immersive they really make the, the choices respond in the galaxy to what you're doing and how alive it feels without you interacting with it. Okay. Next up is Starfield. Uh, this one is coming from uh, the same people who brought us the Elder Scrolls series, Yay. Bethesda. And Most I, overrated studio to me. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Well... I'm very excited to learn more about the game. How's that? I'm very good. Like, the, the trailer they gave us was, like, nothing. Um, so I'm very interested to see wh- how they're taking, you know, hopefully it's Elder Scrolls-style gameplay and putting it into space, I assume, is what it is. I don't know. That's got to be what it is. I mean, they've been pretty consistent with their style. I mean, they've hyped me up about it. To the, well, they've hyped me up about wanting to learn more about the game. That's about it. That's <laughs> something. They could still be let down. Right. All right, next is... Starlink Battle for Atlas is the whole star section. Yeah, Star... Uh, star Citizen, Star Control, Star Starlink Battle for Atlas. The star game I care about the least. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Party. I mean, it could be fun. I just don't think I'm going to really play it. It's, sound, it's like a board game, but, you know, you do these little silly things. Yeah. I don't just play a board game. It was fun, like, back when they were first coming out. Yeah. We sitting around. We didn't know what to, We had nothing else going on. It was on, cool but, the first time. Yeah. Tales of... Oh, you missed a game. Other super. Oh, I missed the most important one. Yeah, you did. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So this is pretty cool. I'm not a Smash fan, but I'm willing to give this one a try, I think. They've got every character from every Smash game. Except... I don't know. You, you, you haven't the seen the Waluigi, the, the Wa, oh. <laughs> Waluigi thing? Waluigi thing? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, man. It's become... It's a thing. It's a whole thing. Wow. Yeah, I do need to watch that. Waluigi is not in the game. Was he... But he wasn't in the other ones. <laughs> but everybody's like... I think... I think... Uh, 
because War- Wario, right? Wario's in it. Yeah, so we've got Mario, Luigi, Wario, and then like everybody else. And then, so that's the first image I saw there's, was a picture there's of... 65 characters in yeah, the game? of Waluigi sitting at a bar, sad. <laughs> and behind him was the thing that's like, welcome to Smash Smash Brothers. And it was just him sitting there drinking. Well, they, there was another character who I don't even remember who it was, uh-huh. who also did it. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, so it's not everybody. Well, it, it is It is everyone from all the Smash games. And so <laughs> it is all the previous Smash characters that are going to be in it. And the 65 or 66 characters in a fighting game it's is an enormous. I mean, it's the biggest as far as I can tell, of all the fighting games that have come out. Yep. And they have gun mechanics. The Wii U version, to me, looked better than Melee when I was watching it. Mm. So if they step it up a little bit, maybe get more of this traditional fighting nature into it, but mix it with Smash the platforming, it could be something I actually really enjoy. All right. Next up is what I was trying to say, Tales <laughs> of Vesperia Definitive Edition. And it's supposed to be one of the best Tales games, but again, I'm just kind of tired of JRPGs and the filler content that they typically just overwhelm you with. A lot of time wasting. Mm -hmm. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. So I didn't know what this was, and I looked it up, and I saw it was by the people who made Vampire, so (laughs) nope. (laughs) Okay. The Crew 2. I don't don't care about the crew. Don't care about this. The Division 2. I didn't play it. But I did. Yeah. I played Division, so I played a whole lot of Division 1. Um, and I actually had a lot of fun playing the multiplayer aspects of it, uh, getting with friends and playing missions until it got a little bit grindy. Sure, it seems grindy. Um, I just and, hate grinding for loot in games the, now, so I don't care. Yeah, and then they had to update the game, and suddenly all the stuff that you grinded for is like super easy to get, which is really frustrating. But my one big complaint about the, the division, funny. the That's first one, complaint. yeah. Well, it's just it was just like you know I do. But all it's just work. like I let me waste my time and get rewarded for it instead of just giving it to me. No, I tried to give it to me in the beginning, but don't like make me work for it and then just give it to everybody else. I know, but that sucks. It does suck. You're like I put in the time, they didn't put in the time. They're yeah, like, like still not doing anything meaningful. It's like starting World War, World, World of Warcraft character and they just give you an end game character, which I think they do. I think they do now. Yeah, or they're close to max level. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, but that's an unfun content. Like it just proved. My point to that is, it proves that that content is not fun to begin with. So why does it ever exist? And why do people do this grindy shit when they are <laughs> these developers are being like it's not fun, but we're gonna keep adding it because people want it. Like there's it doesn't make sense to me. I don't like that those games exist. And that as well that aspect of the game that aspect of the game was was not the greatest. But <laughs> I thought the game itself was super fun. Um, I thought the combat was really great. It was really fun. You didn't feel like it was bullet spongy. It was very it was bullet spongy, sure, but it was. Fun and it felt hard. Like I couldn't just I couldn't just stand there and just unload into a guy for five minutes until he died. You had to be tactical. And when you're working with teams, I mean, there are some of those missions that are really, really hard. And if you're not working as a team, like very closely, you lose. Period. There's no way through it unless unless you you and three other people all are communicating and all know exactly what you're doing and what order to do things in. You get wrecked. So that's fun. I mean, that sounds appealing. I had I had a couple missions where by the end of it, we're all just like, holy shit, I, that's amazing we got through that. How did we survive that? You know, that's a great feeling. I had some Left 4 Dead missions back when I used to play it that were really fun like that. Yeah. They didn't have the RPG aspect, and that RPG aspect adds a whole level of everyone wants it now. Yeah. Um, the one big complaint I had about, well, I had two big complaints about Division. The first one was the story. Uh, it was very, it was an interesting story. I was getting pulled into it. I'm like, man, this is so cool. What's mm-hmm. going on? And then at the end of the game, it just stops. Not at the end, not even at a cliffhanger, it just stops. It's like somebody just 
got drunk, stopped writing, and walked <laughs> off and forgot about it and never came back. I don't know. It's, and then they started releasing these DLCs, which like sort of extended the story, but not really. And I, I hate it when movies will do a like a franchise setup at the expense of the movie, right? So at the expense of telling sure. a good story, they set up a franchise. That is really frustrating. Yeah, like the Super Mario's movie. Remember that one, Super Mario Brothers? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a good movie. No. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's a different. But it was a, it, the ending of that movie when she jumps. It's like, you guys won't believe it. Credits. It's like, right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so Division basically did that. Okay. It's like, cool, you beat the last mission. And you're like, okay, but yeah, now, so what happened? Find out more. Yeah, it's like, but you didn't answer anything. Like, nothing has been resolved. I hate it. I really always have a fear of getting into a story in video games because they have, a lot of them have propensity to do that. Yeah, Division was one of the worst defenders I've ever seen. That's excellent. So hopefully Division 2, if it has the same or better quality of combat, uh, they fix the loot system a little bit and they actually finish the goddamn story, then I'll probably buy and play it. Okay. Cool. Next up is Elder Girl, Elder Scrolls, Elder Elder Scroll. The Elder Scrolls Six. Oh God! Uh, I circled this one with the intent of stopping on it, but the sad thing is, there's really not much to talk about because all we got was a trailer and an announcement. I mean, if you like Skyrim, you'll probably like Elder Scrolls Six. And if you love Skyrim, then you'll hopefully love Elder Scrolls. And if you hated Skyrim, you'll probably then you'll hate love Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six. No. <laughs> I just don't care about that. But I can understand why people like those games. There's, yeah. there's a lot of good components to them. They're just not games I like. Well, it's going to be a day one for me. That's... I'm going to be on that moment. moment it launches, I'm buying that one. You know, I so I hated Oblivion. I didn't hate it. I really disliked Oblivion. And Skyrim came out, and I was like, I shouldn't buy this game. And then I just got sucked into the hype of everybody loving it. Yeah, it's so great. And I bought it, and I was like, why did I buy this game? Because it's so good. No, it's not good. It's so much fun to play. It's... Everything in the game is extremely shallow. One of the it, best games to come out in the last... How many years did it come out? Like six years ago or something? The game is so shallow. It's as deep as a pond. I don't like that metaphor in the first place, but I also don't think you're right. I think you're wrong. I think it's a, it's got a lot going on. Okay. In terms it of has like, a lot going on. In terms of freedom... It's of, just that none of it's very... Amazing. I don't know. In terms of freedom of play, freedom of choice, freedom of how you like be the freedom to tell your own story in a world that they have built, I don't know of another game that does it as well. Like they now I think we've talked about this before, there is a bit of trade off for depth because you can't accommodate everyone sure. and tell just one they're not telling one single great story. They're letting you tell a whole bunch of experience lots of stories across an expansive place. I think and you if build the your own story. Characters in the game were better, or the towns were better, <laughs> just had more reactivity to them. Or the combat was better, or, or the, the combat was better. Uh, some of these things, then yeah, sure, but none of the individual systems are very good. No, no, that's fair. Well, no, I disagree with the entire thing. That's <laughs> no. not true. No, you're right. Combat I mean, can be a little wonky once you get super powered. I mean, when I there's last, a lot to do in the game. When I last played it, I modded it quite a bit to fix like the react the towns, so they felt more alive. You know, but. yeah, there are mods that, and really, the best part about Elder Scrolls is how moddable the yeah. game is. Like, that's really their bread and butter. Yeah, the most one Which of the most. Why it's so stupid when they decided to try to start charging for them? Yes, yeah, because it's like this makes the game what it is. Well, hopefully, Elder Scrolls Six. Well, not hopefully. I know it's gonna be amazing. It's not. Anyways, all right. Um, Oh, I also forgot my one other major complaint with the division. Uh, the variety of scarfs you had for your scarf slot just not scarf not slot quite doing it for me. Yeah, is it just a cosmetic item? Yeah, dude, it was a, it was a scarf slot. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2. I really... So I started The Last of Us. Yeah. And then my PlayStation broke. And then my next PlayStation got stolen. That's And so I haven't been able to play it. Uh, it's... I'm going to get to it, hopefully, at some point, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, I was having fun with it. It was a good game. So, yeah, I'd like to play The Last of Us Part 2 if I ever finish the first one. There you go. Um, yeah, my experience with The Last of Us. I never... <laughs> I played for a little bit. I've watched my friends play it a lot. Um... Looks like an amazing game. Everything I saw seemed cool. So hopefully part two is good. Next up is The Quiet Man. Well, I'll stay quiet on it. Okay. Next up is... Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start this up again. Uh, The Surge 2. I just picked up The Surge for free, sort of, thanks to Origin Access. Mm -hmm. Their vault added The Surge 1. And it's a Dark Souls-esque game, but set with a sci-fi setting. So I'm interested in playing it. And maybe I'll be interested in The Surge 2 because of it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of other games I don't know what they are. Uh, Transference. That. Uh, Trials Rising. Never heard of it. Trover Saves the Universe. Interested because of the name. Uh, Tunic, which I've heard of, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen ads for it, and I don't... Maybe it's just because it's, it's in all caps, so it seems yeah, like something. To me. I don't know. Uh, Unravel 2, which is... A cute-looking game, but I, cute games don't really do it for me. There's a co-op element to Unravel 2, so it'd be kind of fun maybe to play with Rachel, but mm-hmm. it's so hard to play games with her already, I'm not really thinking about that too hard. True. Anyway, you want to finish this up? Uh, un- Unravel to Val... Here we are. Val- okay, it's not Valkyrie. It's Val- Valkyria Chronicles 4. Valkyria Chronicles 4, yes. I played the first one, and I didn't like... The way that missions were structured, I thought were poor. Like the level design was poor because I didn't feel like you had a lot of choice in how to go about solving battles. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was usually a right answer, and that made it not super fun for a strategy game to have a, a right answer. Yeah, uh, strategy games are about having different ways of accomplishing the same goal. It's not a puzzle game; it's a strategy game. Sure. So not super, and I just the whole. I don't know, characters were too cutesy for me, I guess. Even though, like, they had the war theme going on with it, but then, like, they dialed it back with the cutesiness, and so I was like, oh, it's kind of weird for me. And, yeah, not super into it. Uh, we Happy Few. It looks maybe cool. Uh, it's, it's The reason I am interested in it, there's supposed to be, like, a choice-driven aspect to, like, I think similar to Dishonored, where you can make sort of crazy things happen or not. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing it's got going for me. Cool. Uh, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. So, I wish I liked Wolfenstein new games, because I love Return to Castle Wolfenstein. I love the multiplayer you of played it. played the hell out I played of the that. hell out of the... It's probably my favorite multiplayer game. That last game, Rachel played... She played a lot of it. She that played too. a lot of it, too. Yeah, yeah. you had a whole clan you were in. And played all clans, played a pretty decent level of it. Uh, but the new games are all about the story, which was fun. I love story and, and whatnot in games, but yep. the combat gets... Really repetitive to me. I mean, it's just a lot, just kind of a standard shooter. It's an FPS, yeah. It's a standard, it's not like Doom, which has all of these different variables that mm-hmm. you have to account for. Wolfenstein's is sort of a straightforward approach, and mm-hmm. so the gameplay kind of lost me. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC. Man. What does it say? Your the Golden Country? No, it's like Tor- Oh, Torma? Torma the Golden Country. I don't know, whatever. So, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Is like this MMO style combat. There's like lots of auto attacking, and they occasionally use an ability, and there's these annoying characters, and you go through this world, and it's an annoying world, and it's really annoying. So anyway, I don't like Xenoblade Chronicles. People love the series, but 
Again, JRPGs are, are losing me. It's not my style of game. There's yeah. just lots of filler content in these games. And Xenoblade Chronicles is no different. I don't, I really hate filler content. Obviously, I've brought it up multiple times while we've been talking about these. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it has it. So, yeah, obviously, I don't care about the DLC. All right, Yakuza Zero. I'm pretty excited about because people have played it and told me it's an amazing game. It's been out for two years, right? Yeah. It hasn't come to the PC yet, and so Yakuza 0 is coming to the PC. This is what it's all about. It's going to be $20. Uh, I've been really tempted to do the pre-order for it, even though I don't normally, because I can get it for $13 on the pre-order from certain sites. That's not bad. Uh, from certain legitimate sites. I don't buy from any of the gray, shitty, shady ones, but some places are doing like big uh, discounts on it, and I probably will end up playing it if it's that good of a game. All right, last we have Yakuza Kiwami 2. So this is what, a remake of Yakuza 2 or That's something? That's my understanding, yeah. Which is, again, so, this falls in line of rebooting, remaking old games that were... Yeah, and if Yakuza 0 is really good, then I'm probably going to want to pick it up as well. All right. That's, that's it. It's the end of the list. That's that's it. Is that really 100 games? That's 100 games. Wow. Tunic, Tunic looks pretty cool visually. It's like a... Cute art style. Kind of reminds me of Bastion yep. a little bit, but uh, not as dark. Well, off this list, what are you... Of the games that they revealed, like gameplay and information, what are you most excited about? Definitely Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Okay. That's that's the top of my list. I think I didn't get as pumped for Cyberpunk, only because I was already in my head, like, that's already a buy. But yep. Sekiro is a new announcement, and so that got me really hyped up. I'm Cyberpunk 2077. Of the games that I could see, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm excited, most excited about. What about games that they didn't really show you anything, like images That, that I wish play? I could have seen yeah, more stuff on? The, the, the teaser stuff that got you hyped up. Ooh. Uh, the, really, uh, I thought the Fire Emblem Three Houses trailer was really good. Okay. Uh, there were, they added uh, like little soldiers to oh. a battle. Normally it's just like a one-on-one, I attack you. But now there's soldiers in the background. Just a little tweak that makes things cool. And the music was really badass in it. <laughs> okay. Um, me, I'm tied actually between Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield. One of those two. I just want to know more about what's going on. <sighs> I'm just so tired of Bethesda. <laughs> I'm just so tired. So tired. I don't think so. All right, they're not. They're not perfect. They're not perfect. They're not my style of game. I I prefer a deeper game with a limited subset of stuff you can do mm-hmm. than a really expansive game that each thing is really shallow. Less sandboxy. Right. I gotcha. Well, that does bring us to the end of the list. Brings to us that's E3 2018. The review. Recount, reboot, re- yeah, our, shuffle, re- our comments on everything. Yeah, there's some cool games coming out. There's some games that we, I'm sure we've missed that will be cool. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to know about all of these games, right? It's hard to know exactly what's going to be awesome. Yeah. But. yeah. Well, uh, if you hated our opinions and disagreed <laughs> with us strongly, or you felt like we skipped over something we shouldn't have, or if there's something that you were really excited about, and you want to share it with us, email us at nosickdayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, uh, you can find us on the web at nosickdayspodcast.com. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we've got you know Facebook, Instagram. Find all of those for us. Yeah, I easily find it on the website. Yeah. And outside of that, that brings us to the end. The end is here. <laughs> I thought you were about to sing a song. I was about to. I, was like, I don't want to sing. That's just going to ruin everyone's ears. All right. So uh, with, that, with that said, uh, I'm John. I'm Chris. We'll catch you all next time. Bye.